Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Warning, you are now entering the Blue Tiger Den, the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting. Revenge is upon you. Hit the music. That's right, and we're back yet again for another, another episode of Blue Tiger Revenge, the comics that inspire culture and the culture that inspires comics. That's right. I am comic book creator, man of the wilderness, driver of endless stretches of highway. That's right. Your wilderness walker, Tad Galusha, and with me. The heart and soul, the coach that you wish you had in your youth, the the beard of beards, the king of kings. Thank you, Big Brian Bales. How's it going, Big Brian? <laughs> it's going pretty good. <laughs> it's going pretty good. Oh man, stacking them up this week. I mean, obviously it won't feel like that in the release, but uh, it's our third interview in uh, a week. A week, yeah, yeah. So. It's a, it's, I gotta admit, man, like it's been kind of a grind. Like, uh, yeah, it's awesome, but I, I gotta give props to people that do like podcasting for a living where they've got four different channels and, you know, they're slamming these things out. Cause I mean, shoot, I don't know about you, but well, there's a few things that, I mean, we have to talk to you, you saw the big fires going on in Maui. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Um, did you hear, have you seen the morons that have been jumping on social media and spreading conspiracy theories about it? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, so the, get, the, the deep state is setting these fires or oh, what? What's going on? Well, that's the thing is I've heard two, a couple different ones. So okay. they're looking at, they're taking the aerial footage, right? Okay. And they're like, they're putting over, you know, dramatic music and they're like, dude, look at the, look at this ring of fire. It's a ring of fire. This doesn't, this isn't normal fires. This is, this is like, like some kind of like weapon, like was executed, like a bomb went off or something. Oh my you God. Know, it's probably like alternative energy. And then I heard one guy was saying that either it's a cover up for some kind of like, something came out of the ocean like it was something happened okay i don't know it could have been extraterrestrials or could have been the extraterrestrials just, came out of the ocean yeah to burn up a town why, i mean why would they come know. out of the ocean if they're extraterrestrials wouldn't they be just like terrestrials that we didn't know of they're, thank you brian thank <laughs> I'm you just uh, you know i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean you can't apply logic to these these goons yeah i, I just it was one of those where you're like really man like this horrible thing happens like the death toll is almost a hundred people with a yeah. thousand people missing and you're going to make up conspiracy theories. Like it's like also, Hey, I f- hate to break to you when fire starts in a location, it, it spreads, it spreads outwards so that when it gets contained, 
if you look from the center of the burn area out to the edge of where the fire is, it's going to be a, a large circular formation. Like Amazing. that's just how fire goes. Yeah. Who'd have thought, right? Like, who'd have thunk basic, it? Basic application. Of, I don't know. I'm sure in like two weeks we'll have, there'll be some asshole on Joe Rogan. Oh, and he'll be like, oh you're yeah. right. I can see it, bro. Oh man. Alpha brain. You know, I took two scoops of alpha brain. <laughs> But yeah. Hey, you know, what are you gonna do? I know. Yeah, it's uh that was horrible, man. The fires over there are just it's crazy, man. Yeah. Like the whole feels it feels like I mean, I don't know, you know, I've only seen the pictures, like I don't know I know it's obviously really bad. It feels like like the whole island's on fire, you know what I mean? Like that's what it feels yeah. like. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, it was just it was, I mean, it wasn't the entire island, but it was one of the major like bigger towns. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, a friend, a friend of mine and a former guest, uh, his mother-in-law, like well, she was there, she lived right. And, uh, the crazy thing, there was no sirens. There was no alarm. They didn't even know they finally got a whole, yeah, that that was, I mean, that's part of the problem is that like there, you know, it's, you've got a lot of retirees living out there. And so a lot of them didn't even know because of the, the storm that the town was on fire. And so like they had to evacuate at like last minute and stuff. And that was part of the problem. Like she didn't even know because like, you know, communications were down. Right. And so they finally like got a hold of her and they're like, are, are you, are you evacuating? She's like, why? They're like, cause your town's on fire. Oh my God. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. I, don't know, I guess there's a bunch of, uh, lawsuits. I don't know, there's gonna be, uh, there's gonna be some people, uh, that are going to be in big trouble. I have a feeling cause apparently shit wasn't up to code obviously yeah well i mean it sounds like those people deserve it <laughs> not like the people who <laughs> <laughs> wow the people who didn't get stuff up to code and didn't do things the right way jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. not the not the people affected by the fire well you heard it here first folks okay brian first he hates on ninja turtles now he's just like <laughs> anti-human okay God. <laughs> yeah you're right you're right my uh my little uh my little fiasco at the golf course has made me anti-human. So <laughs> yeah, you almost got into it. You almost got in a fist fight. Uh, someone tried. Someone tried. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty crazy. But we can uh, we can save that because it was almost uh, you know wrestling esque the whole situation. So we could save we could save the story for when uh, for when our guest hops in. Yeah, it sounds like there was a lot of theatrics there was quite a bit of theatrics yeah it was uh one of the more ridiculous things that i have uh witnessed in my adult life (laughs) well you know i think that's one of those things anytime you um it seem it seems like uh anytime you see adults um pressing like they're going to as the kids say throw hands yeah it's usually a a shameful and sad event uh to behold it's never quite how yeah it is in the movies it's not a jason statham movie no it's just sad yeah that's true i mean this guy had more this guy had more braces on and like sleeves and shit than i've ever seen on one person in my life so you know okay yeah. All right. But uh, let's uh, let's uh, stop now. Bring our guest in, and then we can uh, we can get to that story for the for the Tiger Cubs. 
All right. Because it's a doozy. It's a doozy. (laughs) Check one, two. And we're back. That's right. With our special guest. Uh, you may uh, recognize him from some say he's the king of killer sloths. Uh, but uh, that's right. Stevie Reyna comes back. Re- he's he's back. His own personal revenge tour uh, with Blue Tiger Revenge. Welcome back, Steve. What's going on, going, man? man? It's going well. So uh, speaking of the king of the sloths, I do got something to show you guys that I think you guys will get a kick out of, which is randomly on my table. Okay. So oh, let's as, see this. as a gift for my my birthday, my girlfriend's uh, best friend had this made up for me, and it's the the me as Joe Exotic, but with sloth. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! <laughs> so I'm, the, I'm the sloth king. And, and, yeah, yeah, the sloth king, man. I like it. I like so it. They, wow. I, I can't believe that she paid an artist to do that, but uh, it's it's pretty great. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. You need to that's you really need cool. that look now full time. You need to get the mullet. <laughs> dude, it, it full time. Uh, At first, when I when I saw it, I thought I was like, "Is this a picture of the, the rapper Riff Raff?" <laughs> it, is, it is me as Joe Exotic. So that's great. Starting off hot, <laughs> Steve Exotic. Steve Exotic. There it is. There it is. Yeah. yeah. And, so and, and uh, the state of uh, comics, like I may never recover from this financially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's anybody who's ever made comics. I'm never going to recover. I'm just, I'm never, I'm never going to recover from this. Um, yeah, man, it's been a hot minute since we've seen you. Um, before you you came into the Tiger Den, old Bry was gear was setting up a story. Oh uh, yeah, his escapades <laughs> on the golf course over the weekend. Um, let's hear this. Okay, yeah, let's, it's it's so crazy that. Uh, all right. So anyone who, uh, I, Steve, I don't know if you play golf or not. Um, just many, just many. golf. Okay. <laughs> well, the way the state of kind of public golf in America, probably worldwide really is that every public course is busy. They're busier than they've ever been. I think a lot of it is because of pandemic happened. People were looking for things to do golf. You can do outside, so a lot of new golfers kind of picked up and started uh, started learning how to play. And so now all golf courses, all the public courses are slow, slow play everywhere, which is, you know, it is what it is. Um, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. So we were playing uh, my buddy and I and uh, we got paired up with a uh, with a couple who they were roughly same age as us. Really, really cool uh, guy and gal. Um but it was slow. The group in front of us was slow the whole way. We had just we had just finished nine holes, so we made the turn onto hole ten. All right. Okay. Uh, we're on the green. We're on the green at hole ten, and um, as we look over at hole eleven, which is a which is a short par three, so we see the four group the four people who are in the group in front of us. They are just on their way walking to the green. So just prefacing that there was nowhere for us to go. And so, so you guys had to wait. You were going to have to, we were going to have to wait either way. Yeah. Okay. So we're, uh, we're getting ready to putt on hole 10 and, uh, up comes a ball, uh, maybe like five yards short of the green. And I was like, Oh, and I looked up and, and the dudes could see us on the green from where they hit, but they just hit it. Anyway. I'm like, these dudes hit up on us. Like I kind of want to go. I said, I said to the group, I said, I kind of want to go hit it back to them. Um, <laughs> But I was like, eh, you know, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. And then the second one comes, almost hits my buddy with the ball, which 
golf balls travel over a hundred miles an hour, like getting hit in the head with a golf ball. Um, that's that'll, that'll end your day real quick. Uh, that's going to be a bad time. Um, so I, I kind of turn and like hold my arms out for the guy to the guys and my buddy who is a reason he is upset. Very like, you can't blame him for being upset. And he just turns back and shouts at the guys. He was like, there's nowhere for us to go. Like, what are you doing? You almost hit me with a ball. Um, like you guys could have asked to play through, but there's nowhere for you to go. Like we're waiting too. And so these guys rush up and, uh, did they apologize? No, no, they did not. They came up and said, Hey, the range marshal told us that we needed to play faster. And we're like, so that was why you hit up on us. Like, look, look at the green at the next hole. There's nowhere for us to go. And so then this little, this, this dude kind of short, stocky dude kind of gets out he's got more braces on he's got like an elbow sleeve two knee braces like wrist braces like just completely like padded up uh he gets out and he's like well fuck you like i'm gonna hit up on you the rest of the round what are you gonna do about it and my buddy was just my buddy was like you're not gonna do that like why don't you like just basically told him to start acting his age and uh (laughs) like we're adults like what are you doing and the whole time i'm sitting here uh, I'm not a small guy, you know, and, uh, I'm just like, it's over. Like, just walk away. Like, this is done. Let's play golf. And then, um, I just picture you like a giant Bob from Bob's burgers going, Oh my God. Yeah. Pretty, oh, that's God. pretty much, that's oh, pretty God. much what it was. Oh God. <laughs> and, uh, like my buddy is walking away. He's like, dude, like act your age, man, act your age. Like you're acting like a child. Like we're not in our twenties anymore. Like I'm not going to fight you. And, and then the guy was like, you're right. Cause you're a fucking pussy. And like, <laughs> and, and like, oh, and then, like I kind of put my, I kind of put my arm out. Uh, um, and then the dude starts charging and I'm like, enough, it's done. And then like, he walks into my, this dude walks into my arm and then like tries to shove me and he's like, don't fucking touch me. Like I didn't move at all when he tried to shove me. And I just kind of looked at him and I was like, walk away right now. Did the braces come off of the guy? I like started shit at a golf course. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And then, and then his buddy who at this, at this point, like uh, the couple who was, who was in the foursome with us, um, the gal, she walked away. She was on the phone with the clubhouse. Like, Hey, like these dudes are like sitting here. They hit, they hit a ball at us while we were on the green. Now they're like threatening us. Um, and then the dude, he sees this dude try and shove me. He starts walking back. So I'm like, okay, well this dude who I don't know, he's got my back. (laughs) And, uh, I was like, are we really about to throw down on a freaking golf course? Because I hope, I hope he wasn't going to get a folding chair like that big ass fight in, in Alabama. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know it was the best. Um, dude, it was crazy, man. And then his buddy, his buddy was like, I'll talk to my friend. I'll talk to my friend. Because, you know, he realized like, like, I'm They're not going to. Yeah, that's what my buddy was like. You guys were the ones in the wrong. Like you hit on us. And uh yeah. Dude, it was crazy, man. Like I just I I could not believe on a golf course that dudes were trying to fight. Like I th- I think people are more amped up than ever since the since the pandemic because yeah. they're out, outside and actually talking to people and they're not getting their way. Yeah. Because you know, in the pandemic you're you're contained, you're closed, you can do whatever you want, yep. right? Like Yep. 
this. I feel like you know, driving people are terrible driving these days. People yeah. are yeah. each other and, and that road rage. Uh, and it's just it's getting it's getting crazy out there. So before you hit somebody with a folding chair, think about this. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just like and, <laughs> and it then, does make you wonder, though, like because like you said, he's an older guy. He should know better to do that. But like what is going on in his life? That he's so pissed and so stressed out that he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to fight these guys. I don't know. I'm outnumbered. One of them's twice my size, like literally in height. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go in. Fuck it. Yeah. You know? Like, it, was he that miserable that he's just like, I hope, uh, yeah, I hope I get stomped to death. Like, I mean, I that's, know, yeah, it was, <laughs> the, I think the kind of the worst part was, was that, uh, you know, when the gal, it kind of, you know, it, 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 it came to a head when the dude put his hands on me and I'm, I'm basically like, you get one, you're not getting a second one, you know, yeah. um, fucked around and he was going to about to found, he, find he out. was, he was real close. <laughs> uh, but it, it all kind of came to a head and then I just was like, it's done walk away. And then I kind of turned around and walked away. Cause I'm, I'm pretty pissed at this point. And, uh, the uh the gal who we were playing with she was called the clubhouse and they were like oh yeah we'll take care of it did they take care of it no did they do anything <laughs> no they did nothing they did they didn't kick they, these guys off the they course they did nothing it was kind of wild like someone someone is like trying to hurt people on your golf course and you're not doing anything like come on you guys probably the sixth call they've gotten that day <laughs> probably check, check check out this transition you know Brian, it sounds like there is a lot of foul mouths being thrown around there out was. There on the green a lot of and foul speaking mouths. of which steve you got a new book called foul mouth that's right the the demon possessed superhero who gets her powers from cursing it's a fucking riot so i hope you Um, but yeah, that's why I'm here because, uh, people are, people are amped up. People want to express themselves and, and, you know, like this is the outlet to do it in, in comics with a, a teenage superhero who gives people the finger and her, her curses become animated like, like Green Lantern. So the, the more animated, the more creative she is with the curse words, the more animated it gets. Oh, that's cool. Can you, can you, can you give us an example? Sure. (laughs) So if she calls somebody, she's like, Hey, you're a shit sandwich. The shit sandwich will appear and help her fight the villains. Oh, nice. I love that. Okay, cool. So, uh, uh like, break, break us down. Like, is this a one-shot? Is this I was, a... I was waiting for you to be like, so, Steve, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Steve, what is wrong with what you? What the fuck, man? I'm guessing, so I'm guessing this is an all-ages book. All-ages. <laughs> all-ages all all will enjoy. Um, so, for now, I, I think it's a one-shot, but um, if, okay. if more people respond to it, um, I would love to do more with that character. It's just so much fun. It's a different way for me to express myself. Like, I, I've I've been do, known to do the horror stuff, which mm-hmm. I love very much, but, you know, we all grew up on superheroes. We all, we all um, yeah. you know, we're found comics through superheroes. So, um, you know, just through, during the pandemic, I was taking a walk and I was like, what's something I can do in comics that other people can't do? And I was like, well, I guess <laughs> cursing would be kind of funny. And then I was like that. And then that turned into, all right, what if there's a superhero who can curse? And then my biggest influences were Green Lantern. I love Green Lantern. The Kyle Rayner run, one of my favorite runs in comics. And of course, Venom, right? So I was like, all right, what if there's a demon possessed superhero who gets her powers from cursing? And then every time she curses, it wouldn't just be you know, potty mouth for the sake of potty mouth. It's, it's all right. The more she expresses herself, the more creative she gets with it, the more it comes alive. 
And then that's what excited me and then immediately jumped off the page. And that's how foul mouth was born. That's all awesome. I, I really like that because I think in, in nothing pulls me out of a story more when I'm like, I'm reading like a comic from like the big two or whatever. And then it has like the swearing, but it doesn't show the swearing, right? It shows the, uh, you know, the at sign and then the, the asterisk, yes. Yeah, the All asterisk that. and everything like that. And you have to like kind of figure out what it is that they're saying and nothing, nothing pulls me out of the story more. So I like the fact that you're doing a book where, yes, yeah, swearing is a part of it, but it's there for a reason, right? Like she's using that to, or I don't know, she, he, uh, she, she. she? Yes. yes. Her, her name is uh, Faye Flick. So Faye Flick. Like, uh, Love that. Good name. Yeah. Good name. Great name. Um, so, I like that. I like that. It's there for a purpose. Like the more she swears, the more powerful it gets and everything like that. Like that's really neat to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just wanted to come up with a character. It's like cursing kind of gives power to language. Yep. Because yeah. if you're if you're talking and you, and you say the F word during the during a story, people will listen as opposed to just all curses. So it's, it's more to, I, I, I want to stress that like, this isn't just, you know, cursing for the sake of cursing or like me just saying like, you know, fuck, fuck, fuck the whole time. It's yeah. like, no, 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 there's a, there's a story here. There's, there's this is a, a girl who doesn't get to have a voice, but because when she puts on, which becomes foul mouth um, and she gets to use her powers, that's when she becomes loud and people start taking and paying attention. So let me ask you this. Were there any words that were off limits? <laughs> I, I, I I didn't use the c word because uh, I'm like, oh I, come I like, on! I was, I was like, I don't. I, well, I, less is more, right? So sure. with, with cursing and everything like that, like I also wanted to make sure that when she did curse, it meant something. Uh, like I was saying before, so I gotta I gotta save if I'm doing more of these, I gotta I gotta save the the big ones for for the right time. You know, the entire entire Australian audience just was like, "Well, I'm wow. out." And they just yeah, they're done. done. Yeah. They're yeah. done. They just called us the c word. You know, you know. <laughs> that, <right>? Yeah. <laughs> now you are you are a man known for killer sloths. Uh, you're right. a man known for zombie zombie dates. Are yep. are we gonna? Is this all a shared universe? Are you building a universe, Ooh. or are these all kind of one offs existing in their own? Is there a chance? We could see foul mouth versus the slow pokes. I, I think anything's possible. I have definitely thought about whether or not all these will exist. I have an idea for how to bring them all together if there is an opportunity that presents itself. Um, but yeah, these are all parts of my brain and different pieces of my life, which is even crazier. So uh, foul mouth is my first main female character, mm -hmm. um, yeah. which looks very much like my girlfriend. And I didn't, I nice. didn't even uh plan for it like i i was like oh certain you know certain things and then when when uh, sarah davidson the artist behind this drew drew her it looked exactly like her and i was like wow. this is nuts <laughs> that's crazy so i knew it was it came from a good place and i knew it was it was uh ready to go and, and now, another another way to express myself does your the special lady in your life does she have a foul mouth on her as well yes hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Mine too. That's great. Hundred percent. She, she's like, that's me. That's me. Because like, I curse all the time, and she's a, and she's a school teacher, which is even better. Even better. Yeah. And yeah. I, just, you know what? I can ever. understand why. I remember what it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those, oh yeah. Those kids are, are fucking assholes. She'll she would come home. She'd come home and she'd have like bite marks from from the kids. Like, oh, this kid bit me today. What grade? You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you do what you're doing. Uh, you're doing the Lord's work. What, yeah. What what, what, what grade, what grade does she? Does she 
uh pre-k okay oh man a lot a lot of very very much so like biting and you know hair pulling and you know getting punched sometimes getting kicked sometimes but she's such a sweetheart that she wants to work with each of these kids and and by the time graduation rolls around these kids are very well behaved and they're not heathens anymore (laughs) 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 or mostly not heathens anymore i can't say for for all of them so this is going to be what is this your fifth book uh, let's see. So, uh, yeah, this is number five, which is crazy. Uh, oh, since wow. 2020, I, uh, and they're, and they're all, they've all been different. Hopefully I'm getting better. Hopefully by the time this rolls around, people will be like, okay, he's, he's growing. He's, he's using curse words now. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so now this is your fifth book, I would imagine, uh, have there been any opportunities that it opened up for you to just like conventions are starting to get back on their feet and stuff like that? Or have you gotten to dip your toe in that arena? Cause sometimes, you know, like that can be like a whole nother audience that you can connect with. Like, yeah, we're, and you can like build like actual, like long lasting friendships with some of the folks you'll meet at those cons. Yeah. So, so I think um, next year is when I'm going to start going full, full swing on conventions because yeah. uh, when the pandemic was done, I was still a little bit, I mean, it's, it's, we're still, people are still getting sick and stuff like that, but it's, I feel oh, like it's, yeah. it's a lot safer than, than it was. Uh, um, so I, I was invited to New Comic Con last year from a, a friend who does, um, he, he's done my t shirts and he, he did it, but he had to cancel last minute. I did mm-hmm. get invited to one in like upstate New York. Um, but I had, I was going on vacation at the time. So yeah. I think, I think people are, you know, the fact that I'm getting invites is pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, I definitely be picking people's brains about the best way to go about it. Um, but I think, you know, after spring next year, I think I'll be looking into that and trying to reach more, more people because yeah. the way comics are set up now, like social media is, is, you know, is fucked. <laughs> it, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. Fucked. It, yeah. It, it's as fucked as it gets. Like, you know, they've basically suppressed reaching other people, which is crazy on both, on all platforms. Yeah. Um, is nuts like why why would you do that that's the that was the point of your platform um so i have to reach people and if i have to get in a car and go town to town and 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 talk to people i'm happy to do that um and i feel like we're in a safer spot now so um but i also want to do less is more where it's like i don't want to do every convention because like that'll uh-huh. be out and then people will be like i'm tired of seeing this guy sure uh, yeah. so that will be picking and choosing but if you if any any uh conventions or anything wants to reach out to me and make something happen, uh, you know, hit me up. Let's, let's figure it out. Yeah. We, we can talk a little bit after we get done recording too. I've got, sure. I might have a few ideas for you. Um, yeah. You'd be surprised how, uh, interested, uh, a lot of these cons are, uh, these days to like bring people in. So it's, you know, yeah. So and another thing too, I also was worried before that I didn't have enough. I was like, Oh, oh if yeah, I had enough, I, now I do. Now I feel yeah. like I do. And at least with different genres. And, you know, I feel like if I put a table out there, it'd be like, okay, I like this or I like this. Um, so I think, yeah. uh, I think, I think we're about ready to go. Yeah. No, that's cool. Nice. That's cool. Um, so let me ask you this, man, uh, because it's been a hot minute since we've seen you. Uh, what else has uh, been going down with what's new? Obviously, you know, we're making comics, we're all being creative, but like, you got to, try and keep the the brain fresh you yeah. know so right. have, uh you've been uh taking in any movies reading any cool books like uh i know I tv's just, always on the you know the threshold i i just saw ninja turtles last week oh <laughs> what'd you think of it because this guy 
this guy right here, old turtle king over there, he was not a happy camper afterwards. I would uh, let me, pre- you know, uh, there was there was stuff that I liked, but yeah, movie the movie overall, as far as the story and some of the creative decisions that they made, I was not a fan of. Gotcha. So I completely understand that being a turtle guy from the beginning. Like I loved Ninja Turtles yeah. as a kid growing up. Yeah, and, and just. Going to see it, I completely see both sides. I did love the pros that I think as a Northeast New York, New Jersey. You yeah, know, yeah. I I love that the that they are basically New York turtles. Like you know, you know yeah, that yeah, they were same, doing like same. Yeah, they were, I love that. Um, I love that they all are just weird. Like they, you know, they're Ninja Turtles. They're supposed to be fucking weird. Yeah. Um, I, I love Jackie Chan as Splinter. I thought that was great. Um, but I I do understand because they did change a lot of stuff that they yeah. didn't need to change. Right. Uh, that was Brian's of, big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like they didn't, they didn't need to, it was, it was just, it was just to change it. Like there was no other reason for it. Like, um, you know, I know no spoilers, but like, you know, have shredder shows up and, and, um, you know, some of the other things like, but you know, it's its own thing. I, I appreciate it. Sure. I, I like that. Sure. I sure. Do it. And I liked, um, I went to Alamo draft house, which is definitely en- enhances the experience because they had like uh, oh. specialty menu and stickers and oh, that's cool. and then like you could make ninja stars with it. So, um, you know, it was, I, I thought like spider verse was better, like more emotional. Yeah. I feel like it was yeah. lacking that. Yes. Where I, I loved that. I was having a good time and I guess maybe it was more for kids, but there was not as much emotional weight this time around. Agreed. Than say the other ones, because the other ones, you know, you had that strife between Raphael and Leonardo, whether or not who's the leader, who's not the leader. And this one, they just were like, yeah, bro. But I mean, they're also supposed to be like kids. So I, I, I maybe more of that's to come. But um, I, I, I was entertained and I, I had a good time watching it. Yeah, it was entertaining. And I thought the voice cast was really out, outside of I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of Jackie Chan as Splinter, but that's fine that <laughs> other people were. I got no issues with that. Uh <laughs> Outside of him, and then I didn't like Super. I didn't like Ice Cube as Superfly, but everybody else I loved. I thought was great. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. And another thing, I, <laughs> I wish they did more with is they had so many characters as, yeah. as the villains that I feel like you could have probably cut two or three of them. It's too many, just to, have, just to have more weight because like Leatherhead, I love Leatherhead. Just the fact that yeah, you, I just feel like yeah. He, he was just like a side character and that's and that's fine but like i that's somebody that could be a full villain for the movie like i feel like they're yeah that. yeah bebop and yeah. rocksteady said four lines in the entire fucking movie like come on man like yeah and then like how are they like they are we're with them pretty much you know they fought them in the yeah. beginning and they were just like oh we're all a family it's like how are you gonna get from that to <sighs> them being with yeah. with shredder maybe I, I i don't know well i guess we'll find out in the next uh yeah in the next but yeah. I, I did enjoy that. Um, I did a good <laughs> a cult classic marathon today. So I watched Dog Soldiers, uh, which is a werewolf. Oh, movie. I, I own that, that movie. Yeah. I movie. own that movie. Well, I, that is one of the most underrated. I'm so glad you got into this because there's a, a certain <laughs> movie that you watched a few days ago that we have to talk about. But Dog Soldiers might be one of the most underrated werewolf movies, uh, I think, of our generation. There, I said it. Okay. It's like, it's, it was it was great. It was tight. Yeah. And it was like contained. And everything made sense. And again, some of the gore was ridiculous. Like when his guts are just fucking out. But I mean. And let's be honest. The werewolves looked fucking amazing. They like, did. And, not- it was, and it, was, and it, was, it was less is more. Where it's like. Yeah. We got these cool werewolf costumes. 
uh, but they don't look, you know what I mean? I feel like it's like, they can't be used a lot. <laughs> like, no, the, yeah. like there's not a lot of mobility, especially in the faces. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> yeah. why the shots were only real brief or like uh, it was from the perspective of the werewolves a lot. Like they really kind of saved, uh, and we're not spoiling anything. This movie came out like 15 years yeah. ago or something like that. Um, that's good. Cause I, I don't even think I've heard of it. So it was, a, it was a, it was a, it was a UK, uh, horror. Like it, I think it was an indie film that came out and then it did, it did really well over there. And it was a few years. So it came and it was, I don't know. You could probably like right at the tail end of like blockbuster. I think that's where I first saw it. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, uh, but, oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you watched that now. And I have to ask you though, because you're a turtles guy and I always felt like this crossed over into the turtle genre even though it was you know the the, the trauma classic fucking toxic avenger man to- toxy you finally sat down and watched it what did you think i mean it's old i loved it um classic. and i love the, the the sheer absurdity of it and just <sighs> trauma is a big influence on me because i just i i, I want to make good trash basically that's basically <laughs> what i want to um and yeah we had a great time again alamo draft house shout out to them um the one by me just they always have old cult movies and things like that so we saw uh blood sport uh oh nice oh man so just just really getting all the classics but yeah toxic avenger i loved it i i I see why people absolutely went crazy for it absolutely uh, you know obviously a lot of things don't hold up like a lot of the 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 sexist stuff which i'm not a fan of but other than no it, no, it does not. <laughs> but no, it's, but it is it is absolutely ridiculous, and um, you know, I I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously you know, like you watch those movies, you're like, oh yeah, mid eighties is definitely mm-hmm. a product of its time. It was coming out during the like all those frat movies that they had, you know, or yep. like the ski, what was it, Ski Patrol? I don't know if you guys remember those. Movies I remember Ski 80s. Patrol. Yeah, yeah. It was With just meat, meatballs, right? Uh, porkies, porkies. Right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like it's like. Porky's beats Ninja Turtles, but with like just way crazier. I don't know. Drop some acid I, in there. I, I just love when that little old lady gets gets smashed up, and then <laughs> I'm like, "What did she do?" I thought it was he was against evil, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, she ran into a slavery thing." It's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, thing." Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of them. Like the whole there's the whole Toxy family. Right. Um, I don't know. My my sister and I were big. I think there was even like Toxy University. And stuff like I don't know. They made so many. I, I had a but I have a buddy up here who actually used to work for Trauma um back in the day. And he was saying that um it was wild, wild working that, there. And some of the stuff bad. that they designed, he was like, he had his name taken off a few things because he was like, <laughs> it was so bad. I couldn't be taken seriously. I, like if, if people knew I worked for them for Trauma. That is my alternate Steve story. Um, I got accepted to be an intern at Trauma. But oh I- shit. But I couldn't do it because it was too far away. I lived in New Jersey at the time. I was like 21, 22. I just graduated okay. college. I was looking for an internship or I was looking for I was looking for work. Yeah. Um, it's like I was like, oh, trauma. You know, I gotta do this. They're like, yeah, you know, we'll we'll bring you in. That's fine. Um, but you gotta come here. And then I was like, I can't, I was gonna lose money because it was in Long Island. That was like a two-hour trip. You know, yeah, where were you in Jersey? I can't remember. Uh, Flanders, so right by your uh, by your college, remember? Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Or by that's the Cooper School. That's right. That's not Cooper School. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I was I was willing to tough it out, but I was like, I I need to make money right now. I, I have nothing. <laughs> you know, I, what? I had I had the same thing happen. Is I got uh, accepted for a job in New York, working at like a place that did like 
uh, they did like um, like com not comic books, but like coloring books of licensed wow. comic book characters, wow. things like that. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would have been, I wouldn't have made any money going there because the commute would have been just terrible and I wouldn't yep. have taken the train. It was just, it was one of those where it wasn't practical I, I, and the drove, pay was I shit. A, I drove a gas guzzler. I drove a Jeep. And I was like, oh, oh man, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be in the red <laughs> big time. <laughs> yeah. And driving in and out of like New York. Oh yeah. From Jersey is kind of a nightmare. <laughs> you thought that golf course was bad. <laughs> I, <drove laughs> I bet. Work every day. I would have been grizzled. I would have been saying F you every day. On What's the that Michael Douglas movie where he uh, gets stuck <laughs> falling in falling down, falling down and he just kills everybody. Yeah. It goes on a killing yeah, like spree. I just, wanted, being stuck I just in traffic. want to get my coffee and you know, we got, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I, think, I think we've all been there. I think we could all relate to that movie and I'm surprised that movie hasn't like, hasn't resurged now <laughs> because i right. feel like that's that's i mean i guess because of the school shooting and stuff but like people are i feel like just angrier than ever now i gotta be honest when i watch that movie it's like oh wow they made a movie about my dad <laughs> like this is <laughs> like that was my dad if he would have just God maybe burst one more blood cell you know or blood vessel just <laughs> yeah god damn it <laughs> yeah oh my god i love that movie that's so classy um and then going off of more entertainment i've also been reading a lot more uh recently so i got audible and um, oh yeah I've been going to town on books i just i just finished this book called my heart is a chainsaw which is which is um very good book so it's about this uh this girl who's obsessed with horror movies but it's like her comfort um and then all of a sudden in her town uh, murders start happening and she starts to become like in you know a product of a, a slasher movie and at first she's excited but then she realizes how horrifying it is but it's it's really well written and um just a really really good book i did oh. I, I did the entire uh witcher series on audible nice. and it was great especially with like when you a, a good narrator makes oh 100 everything I, it makes all the difference I, I'm, I'm, I've talked to people at work who read and, and they with, with audible as well. And they read like tons and tons of books. And they're like, if there's certain people that they've heard before, they will, they will listen to another book based around the, mm -hmm. the that person narrating. And then when somebody sucks, they'll be like, oh, I can't even listen to this book. I did. Yeah. Uh, I did some star Wars novels, uh, the nineties, uh, Thrawn trilogy. I, I did those on auto. I mean, I read them as a kid, yeah. you know, but I was like, ah, you know, I got 19 credits because I just pay for the membership and haven't used it in forever. But yeah. the the dude who did the narration, he did uh um like he did uh, Chewbacca impersonation, Luke Skywalker. He did all of the what? different character impersonations awesome. that were pretty good. Going the extra mile. Pretty yeah. good, yeah. So it was and then they had, you know, they had like uh you know, the score playing in the background. So it was it was uh, they oh, made wow. a whole production out of it. It was pretty cool. And that tells you when you put love in your work, even if you're, you know, doing doing audible things, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it shows, and then people appreciate it, and people will always, you know, be there for it. Yeah, and not to go full circle, but I'm still thinking about trauma. Um, <laughs> do you ever see? And, and this is again referencing my full circle, as in uh, my father. Uh, his favorite movie that they ever made was Surf Nazis Must Die. So I remember I that movie. Clips. Have I, I, that? I haven't I've have not seen that one. Okay. Add that to the list. Add it to the list. That one might be I don't know, in my opinion, that's probably one of their like higher production films, but it's probably one of their better ones. I think it would fit with especially like the kind of books that you write. Like uh it's kind of got like a little bit of a, a horror element to it. Um, but it's definitely like 
action and there's a lot of cussing and uh they're a nazi surf gang so you can kind of you know like surf punks like neo-nazis and um let's just say they kill the wrong kid and uh, <laughs> his and the, the kid's mom's like fuck this shit these guys need to go down and uh she rallies hard i need to watch this movie I, I i've heard of it but i've never seen it yeah, I mean, it's one of those where, like, okay, this is how cheesy, like, ridiculous it is. There's a scene, and my dad loved this. He would quote it all the time as a kid. And it wasn't until <laughs> I was in high school that he finally tracked the movie down. He had to drive all the way. We lived probably like an hour or two hours north of Seattle. He drove all the way down to Seattle to rent this movie for me and my buddies in high school. And, That's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's some where I'm like, dude, you don't normally care about anything. Like, well, you really must love this movie. And, uh, there's a scene where the guy comes out and he's like, check out. Cause they're like, what do we have for weapons? We got to fight rival gangs, you know? And the guy comes out and he's like, check it out. And he's got a surfboard and he like hits a button on the side of it. And this giant <laughs> like switchblade pops out the front of it. And he's like switchboard, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. But the only, and at some point he's killed somebody with it. I don't know. The only surf movie that I've seen that has surf in the title is surf ninjas with Ernie Reyes jr. <laughs> That's a good movie. Classic. That's a good movie. Classic. Do you remember who who played the villain? Do you remember? Fuck. No, I don't. Big time, big time actor. No, who was the villain? It was was the guy from Naked Gun, man. Uh, What's his name? Liam. Was it Liam? Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen was the villain in Surf Ninjas. Yeah. What? Yeah, he in Surf Ninjas. Yeah, he played the villain. He was like like a a robot guy. Remember, he had like a robotic (laughs) hand and shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how they got him. But he's well, he, he did a lot of serious stuff before like Naked Gun, yeah. and then after that, like it just exploded. Which which is funny because you said Liam Neeson, and now Liam Neeson is just known for like my daughter got fucking kidnapped now. Like, or every movie I'm on a train. Like, got he, he's yeah. got a new movie coming out that's like train. Oh, it's just skills. called Train. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like or like airplane, like plane, <laughs> and yeah, it's just car. It's just, <laughs> you kidnapped my daughter. I'm coming for you. Yeah, yeah, that's every movie now. Every, every and it, like it just, yeah, planes, trains, automobiles, uh, on tombstones, and sp- probably in space. You alien struck my kid. You know, whatever, whatever needs to be done. Yeah, oh, yeah. Leslie great. Nielsen, though, he plays the the villain in Surf Ninjas, uh, which is. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Are you sure it's not Surf Rob? Ninjas. Yeah, and uh, Rob. Who? Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider plays the best friend who doesn't. Oh, that's surf, right. Sits on the beach, waxing right. his board every time. <laughs> Yep, Leslie. Yeah. Nelson. Oh, yep, there he is, Colonel Chi. Colonel Chi. I don't know how that that would not fly in today's. Uh, no, it would not. <laughs> I mean, I I kind of hope Leslie Nielsen is just playing an Asian character. It's like, yes, that's that's right. I'm also I'm also Asian. <laughs> He's just kind of playing like an evil version of a, of like of the goofy characters he plays in like you know Dracula. That movie deserves Dead a rewatch so. now. It's dude, I haven't seen that since I was probably eight years old. There was a guy I wrestled with when I was a kid, and it was him and his younger brother's favorite movie. So anytime we were all we'd all get together, uh, especially like after I think the last time I saw them was for his younger brother's wedding. Okay. So the night the night before the wedding, instead of a bachelor party, him and his brother were like, dude, let's watch Surf Ninjas. <laughs> I was like, really, guys? Like, this is what we're gonna do. So that's what we did for his bachelor party. We watched Bring it back. Listen, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta shout out any any representation of media because I'm sure people were exposed to, you know, Hawaiians and like surfing and all that yeah. stuff. 
Like, like when you see Hook and you see Rufio, you're like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Rufio, yeah, Rufio. Oh, man. God, that, I hope that guy's still cashing in on that. Oh, he's, I think he is. He is. I, he I, is. He is. <laughs> I thought he was the coolest. Like everyone did. Being like, everyone I want to do my hair like that. Yes. I want her big red rooster thing going. Yep. That would be great. Yep. Uh, all right. So, so don't so mess with me, uh, man. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> That's right. Imagine Rufio's a lawyer, like Rufio. Yes, <laughs> yeah, coming he's into court. <laughs> so, uh, so what else? Are you still out in uh, Connecticut then, area? Yep, I'm still out in Connecticut. I'm uh, just going out, having what I've what I've called summer of Steve. Uh, I like that. Stuff, uh, trying to have as much fun. Listen, since the pandemic, we've been inside and everything like that. Uh, so yeah. now. Now I'm just like, I want to do everything. So I'm going to concerts, going to comedy shows. Just saw 50 Cent in uh, <laughs> in Hartford. How was yeah, that? I saw that on Facebook. How Yeah, yes. how was that? That was excellent. He was in fine form. I, he, did, he did his album. He did all the hits. He had dancers. It was it was a great show for, uh, but Hartford is a shithole. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> uh, getting out of there was, was uh, we saw fights. Like we were walking just into the, into the, into the building. People are fighting. People are on the ground. People are because the walk was was so long from the parking to the thing. People are on these scooters that you could like pay for to walk yeah, around yeah. in. Just oh drunk God. kids on, on scooters. Um, people are are taking drugs. It was an experience. Sounds um, like my local golf course. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> my, my friend, my friend said it was like purge night. He's like, this is what purge night would be like. Damn. I yeah, I gotta admit, I keep seeing. Um, my wife has recently gotten into comedy. I think it's because of the whole, like TikTok has proved to be like the device for yeah. comedians to really like spread their wings, right? And get discovered. Yes. And she never had an interest in comedy. And now all of a sudden it's like, check out this comedy clip, check out this, like this little, this 30 second set, you know? And uh, now I see like a lot of the people that she follows on TikTok, you've been actually seeing them live. And I'm going like, yes. oh, man, <laughs> too bad we live in Alaska because these people are not coming up here. No, I, I, I'm right in the hub. Um, there's three comedy clubs like right like and well-known comedians come to each. So like Bridgeport Stress Factory, um, the West Ni West Nyack Comedy Club, which is great. And then Stanford just opened up a comedy club. Um, so it is. It has been very cool to go. We just saw uh, Hannibal Barris uh, a few weeks ago. That was the last one we saw. And oh, damn, yeah, he was he was great. Um, uh, Kelsey Cook, we're going to see in February. Oh, she's, she's very so. Great. I saw she's her. I saw her at the Tacoma Comedy Club in probably 2015, like kind of before she blew up. Oh my god! Oh wow! Never laughed so hard in my life. She's so funny. Yeah, there's a lot of great talent right now and a lot of great comedians out there um and i'm just very lucky that i get to i get to see them all and just be like hey you know tickets are 20 bucks especially at the the bridgeport strategy stress factory because people a lot of comedians go there to just kind of test out new material yeah. Um, yeah so like we saw ronnie chang from uh from daily show and, and hassan minaj was just a surprise so i'm like this damn great <laughs> like this is yeah. We're in the height. We're in the height of, of this of this comedy, which is really cool. We've been getting a few like big name guys coming through Anchorage, but it was like, you know, it was like uh, like Tom Segura came, and he was probably the only guy where I was like, well, maybe I'll go see. Yeah. And uh, I looked at tickets though, like the cheapest like nosebleed seats were still like two hundred bucks a pop, and I was oh. just like, you know what? I will just catch his special on Netflix. <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah. That's what I thought. Of, that's what I said about Chappelle. I thought Chappelle's gonna be at MSG. 
and yeah. pick it up all the way up top is like 350. I was like, nope, that's too much. Yeah, I just I, like a good friend of mine. He right before we moved up to Alaska, he did a workshop in Portland, and Portland's got um, helium is like their kind mm-hmm. of big hub yes. for for comedy. And they get all types of big names. And so like he was in there doing this workshop for a couple months. He didn't tell any of us. And then he just was like, Hey man, I've got my first stand-up. I'm only I've got like four tickets. Do you and 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 Dr. Wife want to come? And I was like, Yes. And so it was like <laughs> us and then another couple that he invited in his wife. And uh and it was it was awesome. It was like it was so cool. And there, you know, there's a few like kind of established guys, but then there was a bunch of people from his workshop that did you know, there, I think there's like five minutes. You had to develop like five minutes. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, and ever since then I've been trying to catch as much comedy, but it's so few and far between, um, yeah, braving that tundra up there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a few, I haven't been to a comedy show. Shit. The last one I went to, uh, wife and I saw impractical jokers live, but that was great. Those dudes are that great. Would be cool. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're funny. Very funny. Yeah. 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 I would assume like, because you guys in Olympia, there, right? Tacoma's right, right, just north, right. There's probably some yeah. great shows that come yeah, through. There is, but you know, and then I got to find a babysitter and do all that good stuff. So well, yeah. bring them, bring bring your kids, yeah. bring them to comedy clubs. A, yeah, that's where you know they what? are. Hey, he's got a. He's. It's time for him to become a man. <laughs> that's right. Play, hey, listen, he's playing. You know, live pitch baseball now. That that it's he time. is. That he is. It's time. It's time. That's cool. So you've been a busy man. It sounds like you're taking you're taking in a lot of culture, taking in a lot of media. You're you know you're you're really like massaging the brain with all of the good stuff. Yeah. For, uh, to to just, keep the creative juices flowing. I just want to get better, and and you know I've been taking classes, uh, taking you know writing classes, which leads oh, really? me to why uh, why foul mouth exists as well. Um, I took a I took a class with a comic well very well known comic creator i will not say the name because i don't okay. want to encourage anybody okay but uh, i asked them a question i was like hey what before this is right after slow pokes right after zombie date night ex machina i was like you know what what did you know uh what are your what's your advice for switching genres um would you you know pursue you know pursue something else like is it okay to go out of your comfort zone and he told me to stay in my lane he said, "Okay, who was hey, this? Brian, will you write down I'm the timestamp? I'm not going to say it was because we I, can I bleep know. it out. We can no, bleep no, no, it no, out. No, 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 no. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you out offline. But uh, okay, okay. I got to know because that pisses me. That pisses me. Yeah, fuck yeah. Off. It, it, it like, too, because I was like, you're somebody who's very well known in comics. You've been successful. You've everything like that. And like that's, I feel like to me, I, I, I don't think he meant to be mean. I think he no. meant, hey, if something's working, continue to do that because in comics, it's tougher. It's tougher to find that magic. I think that's what he meant." Yeah. Uh, but you know, basically it was like, stay in your lane. Um, if you're good at this, like stick with this. And I'm like, that's a challenge. That's a challenge to me. To, yeah. I got to jump. I got to jump into something completely different just yeah. to see, just to see what's happening. And I, I, I also want to know, you know, what's the best advice you guys have had and the worst advice you guys have had when it comes to your lives and your talents. I, I would say I, just, I'm, st- I'm just pondering that, what that comment yeah. is that there there I understand that approach that he's talking about because there are guys that make a career off of consistency. Yeah. Um like you know what you're going to get mm-hmm. personally as a professional comic book artist uh 
yeah, like I'd say my biggest thing I've ever done is Cretaceous in terms of just like, I guess what has gotten my name out there and taken notice. And I did have people tell me like, okay, you're the dinosaur guy. Now you should just do dinosaurs. That's right. it. And I had the same approach as you is like, I have spent over a decade developing this skills, yeah. ghosting for professional Marvel and DC artists on Marvel and DC books with getting no credit so that I can basically draw. I like to think anything. Yeah. So for someone to tell me like, Oh, you're just the dinosaur guy now. Like you're going to do dinosaur comics, whether they sell or not sell. I took that as a like, kind of like, fuck you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> not, to, not to give you a little foul mouthed. No. But, uh, oh, 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 oh. Um, but yeah. And also like as a creative person, I always look at guys like um, everybody knows the musician Beck, right? Especially from our generation. Yeah. Yeah. I think here's a guy that go pick up any any of his albums and they're all very very different and it yeah. yes there's big gaps in between albums but he's also been consistently putting out solid reputable albums for the last what 30 plus years yeah and Absolutely. and so I look at that as like okay if you want to grow and you want to like stay creative you have to continually challenge yourself nothing I nothing bums me out more than when I see I should say a peer and they're doing the same thing that look the same style, the same level of execution they were five, ten years ago. It's just like if you want to grow, you have to continually challenge yourself, whether genres or yeah. just biting off more than you can chew. Yes, sometimes the projects might fucking just nosedive and you know, not be that great. But like, if you're not willing to take risks, you're not going to get any kind of reward. And also like, uh, that writer, I I think he's being, who who gave you that advice. He's being hypocritical, hypocritical because there's no way he's at a point where, yeah, he may be doing creative workshops, but I guarantee there's no way he's like at a point where he can just like coast on everything he's ever done. Right. And this is, you know, like he's still having to be creative, which means he's still, pushing himself and still taking in new media, still trying to learn. I mean, he's teaching a course and people don't realize when you teach, it's a review of the basics. Like you learn so much more as a, a, like a seasoned veteran going back and reviewing the, I guess like the foundational materials uh, that like, I, I don't know, I guess I'm just, I'm completely perplexed by that. Someone would even give that advice, but yeah. Um, people usually yeah, say the opposite. People usually say the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Like be a lifelong learner. If you want to be successful in anything in life, right? Yeah. Like uh, whether, I don't know if you're an athlete. I mean, we, how many times we've seen like, like generational at once in a generation athlete, the, what gives them longevity is they ch- completely reinvent their game or their approach. Right. Yep. Because psychologically they, they, they've become a lot smarter. Like, Oh, I don't have the physical gifts that I used to have possibly, but I'm a lot smarter. So I have to incorporate yep. that. Um, Michael Jordan and in the fadeaway, baby. Michael Jordan right. post game, you know. There you go, and I think the same applies to, you know, uh, the arts and being creative. Mm-hmm. Um, anything, hell, you could be working in fucking sales, you know. Um, and like, society's going to change. You know, at some point, you're going to wake up and be old, or at the end of like towards the end of your career, you're not going to have the same clientele. So you're going to have to change your approach, and yeah. you know, you're going to have to can be fresh in conversation. You can't just use the same jokes. From Porky's that you threw out in 1985 <laughs> that got you that landed you that big deal because that ain't gonna fly now you know what I mean yeah, exactly. um, 
yeah like uh yeah i continually in comics everyone says uh especially like if you have like when i was up in, in portland up in the studio like everyone would always preach about being like a lifelong learner um and you know like a best example i ever saw uh joe kubert when i was at the joe kubert school he was in his late 80s and I f- I'm sorry, I'm droning on here, but you got me real fired oh, up. No, no worries. I, I, this um, is this is what I want to hear. This is the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So like when I, my last year at the Cuber school, I was doing security there. And so I would talk with Joe after hours and just kind of like, I'd run stuff by him. I'd ask him like long-term career advice. And his whole thing was like, you have to stay fresh. He was in like 80s. He was in his late 80s. I want to believe like 87, 86, somewhere around there. He was learning digital coloring he was very slow at it but he was at the time working on um his last volume of tour that was coming out through dc and there was a guy named pete carlson who was downstairs who was doing all the colors for him but joe would go down in the evening sometimes and he would take those those like the, the pages would be flatted or they'd have like some type of foundational like uh color blocking on them and then he would learn photoshop uh and do some rendering and do some shading and i remember just sitting there going like shit i'm a student and i hate learning technical aspects this guy was editor-in-chief of dc in the 80s this guy's been working since the you know what the early 50s consistent like steadily like paying paying you know his mortgage and stuff and rent uh and i'm sitting there going like and he's still trying to learn the new program like he doesn't have to he has a school with his name on it he doesn't have to learn how but he was like no i want to be involved i want to know all the stages of production of the stuff i'm doing i want to like I might be able to do something that I've never been able to do before. And it was just like so inspiring. And so like, I think it's a hard skill to develop because as you get older, you like learning does not come as like, you're not as readily available to want to learn, you know, you're not like a sponge. Um, So you have to kind of like, I think trick yourself into getting that motivation or like telling yourself like, no, I need to learn these, you know, like, uh, you know, but um, yeah, I can't believe someone would would say that. Please, how do you know if you've only done say like comedy horror? How would you know? Like you might have the next great drama, uh, yeah. just sitting inside of you, something that like you know you experienced Absolutely. as a kid. You know, like I, I don't know that that's insane. Like I, I yeah, I'm just I'm I understand it if maybe he's thinking that you haven't done anything before. But even yeah, I, I don't I don't think it was malicious. I, I'm not going to no. I'm not. I don't think anything like that, but it's bad it, advice, it though. It it's definitely, it definitely it definitely woke me up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do something different and yeah. I'm just do what I want to do. And if if it fails, failing is learning. I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, as long as as long as I get it, I, I get it done. Then I'm I'm OK. It's OK. You know, it might be weird. I mean, I don't obviously I'll, I, I don't know this. I probably don't know this guy that who gave you this advice. Um, I'm, and you'll tell me afterwards cause I have to know, uh, <laughs> but, uh, he might be doing that thing. There's this thing that some veteran creators do, and I don't think it's a good move to, to, to do because I don't, I think it's poor ambassadorship for your creative industry and like the arts. Uh, if you're a seasoned guy, someone who's like getting paid to say, give, uh, lectures or to inspire the next generation. Like mm-hmm. you should be giving like honest, truthful advice. You shouldn't be playing mind games, but there's a psychological thing where a lot of seasoned guys will go like, no, it's, this is really hard. You're not going to make it. 
And they're right there. I, or like, Oh no, you can't write that. Or no, you can't make that. And their idea behind that is it doesn't matter what I say. If you're truly motivated, you as a potential creator are going to set out and you're going to make this thing, whether I tell you it's a good idea or a bad idea, or say, yes, you can do it or no, you can't. And I understand that psychology, but I also think that if you don't know somebody really well, you probably shouldn't be throwing that at them. Now, if it's someone that you know, and you know that will fire them up, sure, play those mind games. Like, definitely. Like, I love when someone tells me no, because it just fucking pisses me off. It's yeah. the only time I get motivated. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that I couldn't imagine being in a workshop and saying that, if I'm being honest. It, yeah, it really. And, and like with, with other people learning, you know, seeds should be nurtured, right? Like you water yeah. mm -hmm. I mean, why why not be like, hey, my, my advice to people is follow your muse because you never know where it could lead you, whether it's yeah. a failure, whether yeah. it's something positive. Who knows? Like you'll you'll never know, but at least you'll you're gonna go on this journey of 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 learning and, and self-exploration. And that to me is worth it, whether it fails or doesn't fail or anything like that. As long as you're learning, you're good. And that's that's learning it by trying things. Yeah, you have to, you have to try. If you just hunker down and don't even attempt to do it, then like, uh, what's the fucking fail. point you're of gonna, living? Yeah, you, you failed. You yep. failed already. Yep. Yeah, so. No, it's so, um, it's such bizarre advice. I mean, if it were me, if I were in that guy's shoes, I'd be like, it doesn't matter what genre you're approaching. Just yeah. make sure that you have strong core foundational story elements that it doesn't matter if it's a comedy, if it, you, it doesn't matter if it's a drama, it doesn't matter if it's horror, it doesn't matter what genre it is. You just make sure that there's elements in there that like ground your characters and make it so that your readers can invest in the story that you're telling. That's all that matters. That's all that matters is some kind of element of investment. Other than that, like, you know, some people are going to love it. Some people are going to fucking hate it. You know, you can't control that. You can just do the best you can. Yep. And, you know, you just keep going for, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really have what? any advice. I'm too fired up, man. That pissed me <laughs> off. God damn it. Ah. It's like you're about ever. to fight somebody on a golf course, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We're, yeah. Next, I'm going golfing next time. We're going to find <laughs> hey, we're this. Going, we're going golfing. Yeah. I'm going to find this guy. <laughs> when, uh, so one of the best quotes I've ever heard, uh, Tinker Hatfield, the guy who uh, worked for Nike for all these years and invented Nike and invented all the, the sneakers, is whether people love something or, pe you know, hold on, let me get the quotes so I don't get up. Um, yeah. uh, either people love your, work, love your work or hate it, but if they, hold on, let me get this Tinker Hatfield quote. Don't want to fuck this up. If people don't either love or hate your work, you haven't done anything. So I, like I definitely follow that because I'm like, that's perfect. Like that, that is, you you know, you want, as long as you get a reaction to it, whether it's positive or negative, that means you've done something. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. There was a quote that I can't remember. I used to say it when we first started doing this show. Um, and it was from, there's a show called Trailer Park Boys. I don't know if you've ever I seen love, it. I fucking love Trailer Park Boys. Uh, when I, I got really sick, I had Lyme disease in Trailer Park. And so I couldn't do anything for a couple months. Like I had Bell's palsy, everything. Wow. I was pretty much just like, like the doctors were like, just stay in bed. You can't do shit. And at the time, Trailer Park Boys hadn't come to the States, but people had put bootlegs up on YouTube and I discovered like the first like four seasons. And so I just watched every episode on YouTube. Uh, but recently the guy who plays Mr. Leahy, he has passed yeah. away. And in his final interview, it was like on set, they were like, and he said something I can't remember, but it essentially boiled down to 
uh, you know, they asked him a question like, well, what, you know, they knew he had cancer and he was dying. And they're like, you know, what, what do you want your legacy to be? And he's like, it doesn't really, all that matters is that you contribute. You put something out there, you contribute, yeah. and that is your legacy. And, and I mean, I, like I said, I bastardized the, the quote, but essentially that's what he was saying. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I, that's at the end of the day, like, yes, a million people could love what you're doing. Uh, it could be like this podcast, you know, we get like a tops amazing episode for us is a thousand. Yep. That is like so much bigger yep. than we ever like thought we would get. Like we thought, okay, maybe we'll top out a couple hundred listeners, but dude, a thousand listeners, a thousand people that are, you know, tuning in every week to hear us bullshit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. But it also means it's like, okay, we're, we're doing something that's bringing some, we're putting something out there. We're contributing something yeah. to the, artistic uh ethos you know whether people like it or don't like it it's it's providing some form of entertainment you know and that's, that's all you can do that's all you can do and hope for the best you know if it blows up cool if it doesn't you know i don't know it, yeah I, man that's god damn i just couldn't imagine being paid to do a workshop and give that shitty of advice like, <laughs> right uh, yeah it's like yeah don't do it kids stay in your lane like fuck, fuck you. you yeah God. Yeah, that's pretty. Now look bad. at us all foul mouthed up in here. How about you, how about you Brian? Where, where, how about the advice on on you? Uh, Shit. you know, good advice, bad advice. Oh man. <laughs> well, the Marines, right? There's probably that's, some bad. That's advice a there. lot of bad advice there. Um, you know, I think just this is actually something I, I I saw recently. That's like the the and it's something that I have to tell like my kids as we learn new things and it's the first time you do anything it's gonna suck yeah <laughs> you know and but you're never gonna get to the place where you're good at something without sucking at it first and you have to you have to put that in your mind that you're new and you're learning and it's okay to it's, it's okay to not be perfect and to not make mistakes even the best in the world at whatever it is that they're doing. They're not perfect every single time out. So that's probably, that's probably what I would say. My dad always used to tell me when I was a kid, cause I was very competitive and yeah. when I was young, I was very worried about, I guess, competing with others and yeah, yeah. how other people viewed me. And my dad would always say, it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. Yep. Just worry about what you're yep. doing. Compete with yourself. That's it. That's all that that's all you need to do. That's it. And he's like, if you can do that, like that's going to push you further than, you know, like be your be your own harsh harshest critic. Yeah. Um, but also give yourself grace. Give yourself grace in in the fact yeah, he that, didn't tell me that part. Well, that's <laughs> the part where he fussed no, up. I'm adding to that. You gotta give <laughs> you have to give yourself grace to to make mistakes and yeah. to, and to fail. Because every time, you know, every failure is an opportunity to to learn something new. Yeah. yeah. When you don't, when you don't fear failure, you could do anything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then nothing to be afraid of. Yep. Yeah. No, it's especially like in art, right? Or like, well, just, I guess we should probably say comics. It's such a risky thing because, or not risky. Well, it is risky, but it's such a unique thing because, you know, 
what is success in comics? Like I was talking with uh, David Harper of uh, Sketched, uh, you know, or Off, off panel. panel. Everybody yeah. go over there and listen to Off Panel. Everybody, it's almost as good as ours, but you know, whoa, <laughs> shots fired. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, you need I, to stay in your lane. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. God, I don't even know where I was going now. Jesus, it threw me off. I don't even know something about. Something doing good. I don't have no idea. God damn it. Threw me off with that, Brian. That's what I did. Distracted me. Talk about sketched. You were on the podcast. Uh, No. Let's get back on track. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just had a brain fart. I'm sorry, man. Competition. um, Comics. uh, Making art. um. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I got it now. Yeah. Thank you. No. Yeah. See if I can derail it again. So... basically like the average comic like if you average the like the lowest selling comic and the highest sell or the lowest selling graphic novel and the highest selling graphic novel like basically if you're hitting like i think it came down to like it was like 600 copies is the average graphic novel initial sales for like the first i don't know six months or something like that like that's what it came to um which you know that doesn't sound like much but uh you know like so basically if you're selling just on your own, you're doing a couple hundred copies or even a hundred copies of a book all by yourself without a major distributor involved. Like, I mean, dude, you're, you're fucking, you're, you're killing it. Like yeah. the fact that you're actually putting out a book and the reality is, is like, you know how many, like I've done workshops and stuff and what's crazy is how many people you talk to that have ideas and then the percentage of those people that actually take those ideas that they might even develop or flush out partially in the workshop actually take it to completed product is so few and far between, like is minuscule. Yeah. So like the fact that you actually end up with a finished product or even like partial finished product, you're already like in the upper tier 1% or less. Like, I mean, like you are, you're like Bezos level percentages. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a solid point. It's, it's a really good point that you're making. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, like, I don't know. Well, S- Steve, you, you probably have buddies, right? They come up to you and they know that you're making comics independently. And they're like, dude, that's so cool. That's so awesome. And then here, then they give you the line, you know what you should do. And they <laughs> throw their ideas out at you. And I always say to those guys, because I get, you know, you know, there's people I went to high school with. There's guys I went to college with. You know, they know what I do for a living. And when I see them, that's it. Always comes up at some point if they're at all like, ooh, fired up that like, oh, you do comics for a living. Yeah. Um. They always go, oh, you know what you should do, and I always say, oh yeah, you should write it down. I can tell you right now, zero of them have ever gotten to the point where they even write the idea down. You know, and it could be the best idea in the world, but I'm just like, yeah. I'm not going to take. You gotta finish yeah. it. Yeah, I go. I can't even like. It's. Just, I used to sit there and like wax poetically about them, but now it's like, it's a waste of my time because this person's never. They just want me to take it and do all the stuff, and I was, you know, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. It's like, dude, no, you should take this idea and write it down. You write it down, and then we can talk further. And it yeah. never goes beyond that. It never goes beyond that. And that, like, that's, that's what I do as well. It's like if if you have, I'll help you. I'll help you with it if you put it. If I'll give you deadlines, I'll coach you to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but, but if you you, you got to put pen to paper, yeah, it's very easy to have an idea. It's very hard to actually like yeah, actually create something yeah. from nothing. And I don't know I think sometimes people kind of like take that, especially our society kind of takes that for granted. I think a lot of times like media and and by media I mean like um like you know Netflix, video games, all this right, kind of right, stuff. Right, right, right. 
like people just assume it just like pops up. Even comics, they just think it just popped up. Oh, you just made that real quick. No, 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 no. This is like years and years of people's lives that are dedicated to make this one singular thing. Sometimes it flops, sometimes it's celebrated, you know, and doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means that like, okay, this got made. Some people yeah. will like it. Some people will hate it. I don't know. It It's a weird thing. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm really glad that you brought this up because uh, like that's uh, such a great conversation, especially for, for newer people mm-hmm. listening yeah. in the comics and create just creating anything. Whether yeah. comics or not or music, whatever, whatever that is. I think this is a great conversation about that. And, you know, you got to follow your muse. You got to. Yeah. It's, it's your it's your life. You know, what I mean, it's your life experiences and mm-hmm. you're putting it up the, into, into something that to I me would, is. I would say I probably the best thing that I have learned just in the time I've been working is. I used to surround myself with a lot of people that I realized later weren't good influences, meaning like they weren't, uh, pot, like they, they weren't just positive. They were people like, if you had an idea to do something, they would shit on it. Oh yeah. Or if yep. you got a, you know, like I'd get a gig and they'd be like, yeah, but it's, you know, it's not Marvel. Right. It, you know, like, Oh, it's cool. It's cool that you got hired over here, but you know, like, does it really pay that much, you know, or does it really do that? And then after a while I realized like, Oh, I got to cut these people out because like they're that bad energy is really rough. Cause I, I started, I get opportunities and I'd be like, this opportunity fucking sucks. Right. You know, I would already shit on it before I even started the gig. And eventually I got to the point where I just like, nope. I just had to cut all those people out yeah, and right. only surround yeah. myself with people that were like, yeah, dude, though, that's awesome. That's a great idea. That's why he yeah, keeps I mean, me around. I'm like, fuck yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I can come up with the dumbest thing and probably like, dude, you got to do it. Just do it. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There was a time like when, uh, when I first met Bri, I was thinking about maybe leaving the industry. Like I was thinking about maybe transferring over to something else. Cause I was, I don't know. There's a bunch of like political stuff that came out just about individuals operating behind the scenes that were just being really shitty. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I it's, knew- a, it's a tough industry. Like I, yeah. people, people ask you like, Oh, do you want to do Marvel or DC? It's like, if the opportunity comes, I'll listen. But like, I love just creating my own stories and, and yeah. figuring it out and marketing it. And yeah. it's like, Comics are my vacation. I don't know if you guys feel that way too, but like, it's, uh, it's you probably maybe, don't. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not for Sometimes. you. Sometimes, but uh, for me, comics are a vacation. Like, it's it's basically like I can. There's nobody telling me no. There's nobody telling me yeah. This is a bad idea. This is a good idea. It's all it's all relying on me. And you yeah. know, the arts, of course, are do a great job, and and they're they've been great. But it every every everything I've been able to write. It's just like you are you are responsible for its success, whether it works, whether it doesn't work. That's yeah. it's on you. And that to me is like yeah. I love it. It's a challenge. It's something it's something I can play in. Also, there's no uh you know preconceived notion of how I should be. Like everybody gets worried about um imposter syndrome. And and I know a lot of people go through that, it, even sure. in just in other mediums and things like that. But I would say this like enjoy being an imposter because you could look, you could see something that other people can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like you can you can join this thing and, and be like, I want to do it this way because this hasn't been done before. Yeah, um, that, that and that I think is so powerful. So like, I, I think there needs to be more imposters out there, more people who who are joining comics. It's like, I've never read comics before. I just thought it was cool. You know, I mean, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting because you're making me think again. Uh, like, I'm going. Back, I keep going back to the, like advice that people gave me. And again, like my, and that, again, going full circle to my dad, um, yeah. this time it's not falling down. Uh, 
one of the things, uh, one of my last conversations with him is, uh, he's, he, he, and it doesn't, this doesn't have to be like emotional or anything. This is just, this is just oh, a real conversation that happened. That, that, this yeah. Is good. So my dad was like, he had real sick. He had lung cancer. Uh, you know, it was like 2000, what was it? It been 2003, beginning of 2004, somewhere right there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he, he's about to wait. He, he passed away like a month after, after that. And I was in college, right? He didn't want me to come home because he did like, he wanted me to be in college because that was like, you're, or progressing towards something. Um, but the last conversation I ever had with him is he was like, I think he was in this weird, normally he, he wasn't like a real, um, he wasn't a guy that like looked into the past or anything like shoulda, coulda, woulda, but he was definitely aware of his own mortality at this point. And he goes, just do something that you like enjoy. And I didn't quite understand it because I thought, oh, you know, that's what everybody says. Yeah. But what he meant was that he didn't like his job. He fucking hated his job. He hated his career. Like, I guess, you could, I don't even know if you call it a career. I guess you call it a career. He worked at the Postal Service. And, and you know, and then like, you know, there's circumstances that led him there that weren't, weren't necessarily like of his choosing, I guess, you know. Um, but it was a good job that provided a good living for the family. Um, but he fucking hated it. And I think looking back, I think he wished he would have like face to face with your mortality. Like, okay, this is it. I think it it was his way of being like, don't be me. Don't end up just feeling like I've spent this whole entire time working. Yes. It provided stuff, but it gave him no satisfaction. He had nothing. He could look back on his life and be like, Oh, I achieved this. Yes. Yes. He had kids, he had family and stuff, but like there was nothing that he could look back and be like, Oh, look, I made this thing. Like, he never, he didn't like, just like, you know, Oh, I made this cool book once, or I made this cool piece of art, or I made this cool piece of music. He loved people who did that. Like his, the people he, his best friends, the people he surrounds with were all people who were like super creative. So like, you knew he, he, he loved that type of shit. Yeah. But I think he was, he really felt like, ah, shit. Like I didn't really expect this. There were so many things I wanted to do and so many things I wanted to try. And I never got to shot, even try to do that. And I think that was his way of being like, and that was one of the reasons why I decided to even go to the Cuber school. Cause I wasn't really happy with college. And at that point I was like, well, why don't I try it really exploring other uh, like options? And that's when I was like, well, I always loved comics. You know, I just didn't explore them because they weren't cool. They were nerdy stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and uh yeah i mean not to and i'm not and this isn't like i'm not trying to bring it down or anything like that no no no. this is this is very real great no this is great this is i think we're really going to respond to this and Mm -hmm. really you know probably tell you their own stories of 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 things like this that have that have happened to them so i mean the best thing is for people listening is like you can do it too if if this yeah yeah, you know and that's and that's you know that's i hope was the message that we're, we're trying to say yeah yeah and you know like and there's different levels you can execute it at. Like, it doesn't mean you have to necessarily like quit your job tomorrow and be like, all right, I'm going to be a musician. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm going to be a stand up comedian tomorrow. I'm doing (laughs) it. You know, if I make things really difficult, it means I got to succeed. Like, no, don't do that. Just have fun with it. Enjoy the process. You know, those are the people that do the best anyways, are the ones that actually enjoy what they're making. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's some of the problems with a lot of like the, uh, you know, like Brian, I mostly read independent comics these days. Yeah. And I think it's because it's people just like, oh, I've got this idea. I'm going to explore it and get it out in the world. And some of them are good. Some of them aren't. 
but like there's always something that's like worth talking about. There's always some type of like intri- in, intriguing tangibility about the project where I can, I, I think Brian, you'll agree with me. Um, there's some mainstream stuff we read and we're like, yep, well, I just, yeah, this isn't another factory produced, just popping Phone, that out. Phoned it in. Yeah. 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 Getting it out because paperwork yeah. said we had to do it. Yep. I mean, you know, I don't know about you, Steve. I mean, do you feel the same way? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think in a lot of industries, not just comics, yeah. but um, just I hate when there's no love in it. Like you could tell when somebody yeah. puts love in their work, no matter what it is. Yep. And I, for me, I want to always have love in my work, whether it's a, a fails or doesn't fail or it's a success, whatever that is, because yeah. it's this is me and I, this is what I'm leaving behind. If if I if I die tomorrow, you know. I'd be. I got a fucking sloth picture okay. here. You know, we've got right. killer we sloths got, forever. Baby. Killer, yeah. We got slow pokes. I get, I get zombie day now. Though, man. Yeah, I get. <laughs> gifts, and that's the thing too. Like, I, I was able. To, I'm. I want to find different audiences. Uh, at first, I thought I was get the same audiences for for each thing, and so far, it's different for everything else because it's like, oh, you know, this person likes the sloth. Okay, like the animal stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, zombies. People like that is different. Christmas is like that's a different thing, and then you know, it's it's it just it's so much fun and people are so cool and it's just really nice to be in a genre where like ideas people are just supportive and and, and it's a very healthy thing and i think yeah i think jumping into another thing completely blind because I, I don't know what i'm doing i'm just i'm just going off well of- <laughs> that's not true you're, you're five books deep now that's right you did also you did a didn't you do the comic experience workshop like it seems like yeah. or something similar Yes. Um, so, so I, that's, that's where I, that's how I discovered, you know, comics and everything like that is, I mean, that, that's the thing. I, I hope you bring this up to the Kubert school. I would have gone to the Kubert school, but there's no writing program, at least when I was there. No, I'm like, I'm like, at least, at least when I was in New Jersey, I don't know if, I, I don't know if it's changed or anything, but no, I don't, I mean, I know they try and teach a little bit of writing. Yeah. Um, I know they have some writers working there now, yeah. but the problem is I think is, I think it's really difficult. It's easier to like, I guess, set up a foundation for an art yeah. school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, like it seems like, and maybe I'm speaking out of term, but I, f- I think that it's a, it seems like there's like a foundational, uh, like building blocks to becoming a, a, I will say tolerable artist, yes. but there really isn't for writing. I feel like with writing, it's like, Yes, there's foundational writing. Like there's, you know, you have to know, you know different tenses and understand like like built creating a plot and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But at the same time, like if you don't have a decent voice and you're not, just not writing a, that much, you're just you're never going to get like good. Or if you don't, I guess yeah. you'd say if you don't put in the work to develop a voice, I don't yeah, feel yeah. like you'll ever be a good writer. Or what you know what I mean? Where with an artist, as an artist. It's like I've known so many guys that like, oh, I, I want to, I, this is my style. And it's like, your style will develop as you get better. But like some guys become really stylish, but their foundation's great. You know what I mean? And then other guys, it's just like, they're all style, but they're, there's, but yeah, but there's yeah. no foundation. So yep. it looks crappy. And then there's other guys that their work is just super boring because they're very technically oriented. And there's, I think there's spots for all those guys to like excel, but like, you can kind of teach all of that to some sense. Like there's, there's a founded where like with writing, 
I, I don't think you'd need to go to an art school for that unless it was like, you know, they had a writing program. Yeah. Know? Well, that, that that's what I mean. Like I, yeah. they didn't have a writing program and I feel like there's not as, I feel like the, it's harder to break in as a writer than an artist. Cause like, I can't draw for shit. Like you could, I could try. <laughs> like I, yeah, I, mean, sure. I, know, I know my skills are not there. Um, so like, that's why I, I, I hope, you know, in this, in this current day and age with comics that there are more workshops, there are more, ways to, to break in because it's it's tough like i don't if, if i didn't write slow pokes i don't know how i would have done it like i don't know where would i have gone or, or how to even broach the subject because they'd be like oh you don't have a finished work like i will right I yeah um so and that I, right there that's the key is yeah. uh like we just had a writer on and it was interesting as like well how did he get rolling he he hired an artist he somehow faci- like created the financial facilitation to have the artwork made yep and then uh did a web comic and then did a second web comic and then started like then started you know you know he and he was smart he paired up with i think he had like okay budgets or at least just had good connection to really good artists yep. and you know good art goes a long way it's a visual that's, element that's, for an individual that's my medium. whole career <laughs> yeah. yeah that's my whole uh, comic career all yeah. the great that I got to work with, which is, which is cool. But, uh, but yeah, I, I would love, you know, I, I hope there's a movement or hope there's forward movement in, in, in being more open to writers in comics. Like it just, I feel like it's, the door is, is not as open as the other, the other. Door. Well, I'll tell you this, they, they make more money uh, typically <laughs> than the artists do um, and they get better contracts. So uh, that might be the reason why. Maybe uh, that's why it's geeky. Yeah. Yeah. That's why There's they want you to ga- stay in your lane, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In your yeah. fucking lane. I saw your I saw your Kickstarters. <laughs> They're doing okay. Yeah, and I uh you know, right right it's I think yeah, I think you're right. It's it's definitely harder to break in because you don't you're lacking that visual element, right? So especially if you're young, you don't have like the the financial means. Mm-hmm. Um it comes yeah. down to like what have you done? And it's interesting that you see a lot of like writers, like traditional like nov- novel writers, uh try and break into comics. And some of them do okay. Some of them do not because you could tell they're like, oh, you're not, they're not visual thinkers. And there's a big disconnect. Um, uh, it, also, you see a lot of like people who are like screenwriters. Like we just, uh, inter- we just had a screenwriter on the show. Um, and uh, he was talking about how like, that's what he wanted to do. He went to LA to be a screenwriter yep. and was like, oh shit, this is, this is, su- everybody's going to LA to be a screenwriter. Yeah. And so he pivoted towards comics and found that it was much more accessible to get, do like what you're doing. Um, and he's done like a couple, uh, independent graphic, graphic novels. novels. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And he's got a new book coming out right now. That's being kickstarted. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's. No, I, I'm with you. It's weird. Like breaking in is such a strange thing, but I think you're doing it the right way, man. Like you're doing yeah. interesting projects that you want to do that like are catered to your interests and yes. that, you know, and that's just going to show all of your strengths. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not, I mean, cause you know, you're just sticking to the genre that you're, you're supposed to be writing. Man. <laughs> that's right. right. Stay in my goddamn lane. Stay just in stick your to motherfucking stick lane. To, you know, I had somebody do that forever. to me once. <laughs> I had an idea for a book and um, there was a, a well-known writer who I won't say who it is. Um, and he happened to be, uh, I had access to him at the studio I was at at the time. And I was like, Hey, you know, I was thinking about writing this thing, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of gave me the same thing where he's like, well, you know, writing is really difficult. Basically kind of just gave me the, like, you're too dumb to write. So maybe like, 
you stick to drawing backgrounds for people, that sort of thing. He's like, maybe start small baby steps. You know, maybe one day you could like do this, but you know, for now I wouldn't try and do it. And, uh, I was like, okay, well now I have to do it. Yeah. And it, it ended up getting me gig, like it ended up giving me a gig over at like IDW and stuff like that. So, you know, it was just kind of one of those where I was like, cause like, yeah, I think they basically at the time, he was just like, you can't write dummy, you know, like, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Sure. What are you going to do? I mean, I also I think a lot of, a lot of bad advice comes from trauma and they're trying to protect you because of their experiences, which is like, you know, cause they went through that. It's like, Oh, I, I, I got hurt doing this. So I'm going to try to, I, I, I think it comes from a, hopefully sure. not everybody, but I, I think it comes from there. I think it also comes from, uh, you know, like ego, ego. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arrogance. There's a lot of ego that like people go like, I don't know how many times this industry and I, I guess it's, I'm getting real, I'm starting to sound like I can get down on the industry a bit, but there's a reality where like people be like, no man, like this is really hard. Cause I've asked people who are like, Hey, you know, Hey, can you show me how you structure your Kickstarter? I'm kind of interested in doing that. It's like, <laughs> dude, doing a Kickstarter is not easy. I've done three successful uh, ones. Anybody think, who asks, anybody who asks, I fucking hate that. That, you know, yeah, it, that, I, I, that I will help anybody who asks. It, but it, you know, like yeah. the reality is, is David Walker was on last time he was on the show. He said, he's like comic industry is like the NBA. There's only like 2000 spots really for, of like working. Like there's pros. more, there's more players in the NBA than there are who do comics professionally. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, crazy. Exactly. And everyone, and all those people are so the reality is a lot of them are really worried about the next gen. It, you know, like they say they're not, but I guarantee you they are. You can always tell who's not. Cause you have individuals like Steve shout out to Steve Lieber. He's one of the, probably the best, the biggest ambassador of new talent in the industry. He's probably responsible for more people's career than uh, shoot at this point. I put him up against the Kubert school. Uh, like he has facilitated so many people um, including myself. Like I probably wouldn't be in the industry if it weren't for him. Um, just cause like, I didn't know where to go. No one would give me advice. And it's not like he was the only pro I was asking. He's just the only pro. It was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, do this. Send email this guy. Talk to this guy. Oh, I set up a meeting. Here, here's this email, you know? And the reality is, is like, it's a very feast or famine um, industry. And so, especially mainstream. And so people, man, once they, you know, once they got their their meal, man, they don't want to share. They're, they don't want to, because like, if you come in, you're the the fresh new face, you could be taking taking that, 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 uh, that meal ticket out of their hand. And, uh, which is understandable, but I also think that like, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, that's you why I mean? Joe Rogan won't have us on his show. Cause he's worried that we're going to overtake him. <laughs> <I think you're laughs> you know what, right? You can go on. Rogan's. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you go on, you go I'm on good. Rogan's for us. I'll, I'll stay here. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> what would you guys even talk about? I don't know. You'd just be like, oh yeah, man, I'm a huge fan of comic book podcasts. I listen to all types of them. Yeah. 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 Name one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And what if he did? What if he named all of them? <laughs> like, then I'd be like, all right, well, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Your, your facility is very nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to go check out his, like, yeah, his studio that's got, like, the archery range and fucking all that Cressana and all that shit in it, man. I don't actually want to go on the podcast. I just want to go see his shit. Yeah. No, I think it's great, though, what you're doing, man. And I'm glad yep. that you're not getting discouraged from. Yep. There's a lot of. The reality is, is like a lot of the people working in this, you got some great people that are working in the industry, but 
You've also got just some fucking nerds, guys oh, that yeah. were called people <laughs> that were. I'm serious. A lot of dweebs, uh, which is which is funny because that's why I like doing it independently. Because if I ever do make it to any of those things, I'm not afraid to tell somebody to go fuck themselves. I'm not at yeah. all. Yeah, and, and like, when I say nerds, I don't mean like no, I, like we're all nerds, right? Yeah, no, no, no. people I'm, who are who are who are uh, you know they're they're the gatekeeper people, the people yeah, who are yeah. more um, just like ah, like um, I don't I don't want to give just, people a chance. I don't want I don't want diversity, you know that type of stuff. Yeah, like, they're they're insecure adults. They're people yep. that they got picked on as a kid, yep, or or they got made fun of, or they got told no so many times. Oh, I, I and cannot wait because in in my in my real life, uh, not as much so much anymore. But I've been told that I'm mean and that I'm, I'm I bully like tendencies. But I, I <laughs> you <love> really <laughs> only to people only to people who deserve it. That's that's how I that's how I okay. That's how I, people people like I, if you're nice and you're kind like whatever. But if you're somebody who needs to be knocked down a few pegs for the right reasons, like yes, I will definitely. Yeah, I mean, more. I've I've had people I've had people come to me like saying. Oh, I, not that I'm like the greatest of all time. I mean, I am, but uh, I mean, like, are, yeah. come, come up to me and like <laughs> ask me, you know, they want to do a podcast and like what kind of stuff they should get and how they should do yeah. it. And I've never, I've never been one to be like, oh, yeah, you stay in your fucking lane. Like this is, this is my <laughs> arena. This is my I, I, arena. I mean, this is my, this is my kingdom. Yeah, this is my kingdom. <laughs> you know, I'm always very like, yeah, hey, understand that. The first fifteen episodes of what you do is 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 gonna be hot garbage because it's gonna take a while for you to find your voice. Don't start by buying like all of the most expensive stuff. Start small. Buy yeah. buy cheap little microphones to see if you even like it. You don't need to invest a bunch of like here's the free software that you can you know and just trying to be as helpful as I can to help other people get in and do it. So I mean, those always that, those that pay it forward get rewarded, and when the people yep. you yep. forward succeed. That means you succeed too. So I, I don't understand why it has to be yeah, like this. Yeah, you know, and I'll call them in a, in a couple of years and be like, "Hey, you're welcome." <laughs> yeah, welcome I will the say <laughs> there there's been a few times where I've been very supportive and helpful of individuals, and then I've watched those people, like I guess you, I guess you could say make it. Yeah, and then you watch their ego grow. Yeah, and it's always such a bummer. Um, and it's only happened a couple times where I just watched the, the people who were like, I used to like would, you know, emailed me and I just, and I just thought they were random, like, I don't know, like a grad student or something. And you send, give them all the advice and like, Oh, go here, go here. Talk to these people. Blah, blah, blah. Here, you know, this is, how, this is, here's the bare bones for pitch, whatever. And then you, you know, a few years later, all of a sudden you see them getting a book and you're like, Oh, cool. But then you see them and how they conduct themselves and they're like so cocky and so arrogant or they say things like, yeah, you know, like I just did this all on my own. I was like, dude, you were probably emailing me and 20 other people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't need a shout out, but at least like, I hope you're pl- paying it forward. Yeah. You're doing the same thing for young people that are asking, asking you. I hope you're giving that advice because like, I don't know. I, j- I just, I, it always blows my mind when there's any kind of ego that pops up over art because yeah. it's just one of those where it's like, this is subjective, man. Like you, you could wake up tomorrow and everyone's like, ah, we're, we're not into this anymore. Yep. And yeah. then what are you going to do? Yep. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's an interesting, I don't know. This is like a really interesting, I, I would say rabbit hole, but I feel like it's more of like a badger hole. Cause a badger we're just, hole. Yeah. We're just getting, <laughs> it's a big old burrow we've been uh, well, digging. And it, and it, so, uh, you know, kind of in the same realm. So, uh, as I have, uh, you know, as you know, Tad, I've been getting back into golf like super, super hardcore. 
And um, here we go. Here we go. No, I'm just saying like my my eight year old Max, he's been he's been going with me a few times. So I'm like, all right, let's get him. Let's get him a lesson, a lesson here, a lesson there to kind of figure out the right way to do things, because I am by no means like qualified to teach somebody how to do a golf swing. And if you've seen me <laughs> swing, you would understand it. But, uh, you know, I, I found I was chatting up with uh, one of the guys who works at the golf course and he was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, have him come in and do a lesson. But he wouldn't he didn't charge us. He's like, I'm not going to charge oh. you because when I learned how to play. The guy who taught me, he taught me for two years, hundreds of rounds, and the only thing he said was pay it forward. And so now I'm just, I just want to give, give back and make sure that the next generation can play golf. And I'm like, that's yeah. amazing, man. So, yeah, that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. So, Steve, how are you going to play it forward? Like, what's the deal? What's yeah. the plan here? Yeah. Come on. When you uh, start giving back, come on, man. God, it's so I, selfish over here. As, Jesus. as an independent creator, my hope is to just give more artists who haven't been seen work. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Like the artists right now, Sarah Davidson, she did this the art for this. It's incredible. Um, go follow her on 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 Instagram or Twitter or wherever at Sarah Davidson Art. Um, she's did, did she do the colors too? I really love yes, like the so, art yeah. and the colors. It's really good. The stuff lettering is uh, HDE. Uh, oh well. That, but that's what they they go by, um, okay. but yeah, just I, my my hope is to just give people work, people that haven't been u- utilized correctly, work. Um, yeah, so that, that's that's my aim for this, and to have fun with it, and and to just you know, to hopefully entertain somebody, <laughs> whether it's one person or ten mm-hmm. people, whatever that is. Well, I mean, I mean, we were talking before recording for a few minutes, but people are taking notice. Yep, people are definitely taking notice. Yeah. we can't get into that though no uh i mean we've asked you this question i feel a couple times but it's been a it's been a while brian you know what to do yeah uh so let's see i'm trying to thank you uh i I was just just saying i'm I'm trying to i i still need to create a little a little sound bite for it but i just oh yeah i haven't done it We've been doing this for how long, and I still haven't done it. Um, wow. Terrible. Wow. See, you know, all that advice I was talking about there, yeah. folks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you got to, you know, you still got, you got to do it. Don't be lazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I um, wow. Anyways. Even though this wouldn't exist without you. That's right. So. That You know what? Credit. Laziness. Like, my, I always got accused of being lazy, like, by my parents growing up. Oh, I think same. I think it, I think it teaches you again. Obviously, laziness is a bad thing, but when you're a kid, it teaches you how to work fucking smarter and not harder. That's right. <laughs> That's <Hey>. right. <laughs> Whatever your process is, yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, uh, all right. Funny. If you had the opportunity to write a comic with any licensed character or IP, doesn't have to be comics. Could be a movie, TV. Whatever, whatever it might be, what would you do? All right, let's see. You know what? This just popped into my head. So we'll. I would love to write a child's play like uh, Chucky. Oh, um, because I always felt like uh, when they did the remake a few years ago, they did a remake where it was it was just like bastardizing Chucky, basically, where it was like a a robot doll or whatever. And I was like, that's what you picked to go with this. I was like. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be a better child's play if he actually possessed the kid 
and the kid is the murderer like and then you're not mm. sure if he's if he's if he's killing if it's if the if the kid is killing or if it's the doll like wh- why wouldn't you go that way it's right there it's in the title child's play and like the first one he he doesn't successfully get to possess the kid but like yeah. you can make this one this series of 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 uh movies where he possesses the kid and he's actually the killer and like he and actually the, like the doll achieves its goal or the kill the doll the, achieves its goal because like yeah. what happens then because then he's yeah to live his life as that kid and he's still murdering people and people are not sure people would be like i, I they wouldn't believe him because it's a kid that's an interesting element because then I you like can also that. bring in stuff where like if something happens to now your your villain of the film is or the comic whatever it is 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 the kid if something happens to the kid does that mean the soul of the serial killer does it jump back into the doll or like its original host or does it take find a, a new host does it find a new doll or does it find a new whatever yeah like i, that, I feel like that there's so many there's so many opportunities that i'm like yeah i'm like how did we get to this when you could have gotten to this like this is a whole this is a whole other series of things you could have done you know that seems like you're kind of you're you're pick you're kind of uh hitting at like the bigger problem that well with like uh, that everyone complains about with hollywood um, is that it's like they get a they, they hire these brilliant writers and I don't know if it's like a producers meeting or something we're like no no it's got to be but they just do these kind of like hacky remakes where they change origins or they yeah they they change little details that don't necessarily need to be changed instead of just like going like well here are the foundational elements can we take a different approach yeah like yeah, yeah. And, and they never do that you know I mean I guess they tried it with like I guess you could say Jurassic the Jurassic Park stuff <sighs> but. I don't know. Personally, I didn't really care for the, uh, I guess where it went. I mean, I could, I guess I could kind of see what they're trying to do and like the vehicle they're trying to create, but it wasn't necessarily for me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's such a better idea than just, Oh, let's remake Chucky and Oh, he's a robot. Yeah. 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 Robot this time. Like, why would they eliminate the whole, like, I mean, just that. Yeah. Like the possession is what made it the most interesting thing, you know, that's right up your alley too. It's right mm, up your alley. A, I like it. I think that's even, the what's up? Crazy, the guy who the guy who wrote all the Chuckies is the same guy. So oh, I, really? I, yeah, Don Mancini, and um, you know, it, he still established the same voice. I'm sure there's certain things are like you got to do it because you can't. You know, he, he's already people know what you're getting. You got to kind of go with it. Yeah. But I'm like, why not? Like, there's why not try this? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and it, it just seems like you'd it creates more um, avenues for you to explore with the character. Yes, it can be a reboot, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, it could even be, uh, you know, a sequel, you know, it, whatever. It can be its own thing of something that's familiar, but it's just a fresh take on, mm-hmm. you know, a pre-existing. I guess kind of like what, you know, you were saying, Brian, about the turtles, like everything they did, like, uh, I guess in, like on the surface was like awesome and new, but yep. then, in terms of like the actual plot, you're like, <laughs> why did you cha- make those changes? They didn't need to be. Yep. You know, exactly. Exactly. It's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right. So, uh, what, uh, I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot of bases here. Yeah. Um, I want to, I do want to say like, cause I know that you're a guy that's always, you're talking about what you're doing now, but I know you're like 10 steps ahead. You've already got ideas and plans. Uh, what can, uh, you know, 
the listeners and you know your followers expect is you got any projects on the horizon that you probably don't want to talk about them too much but you know that you can uh, hint actually, at actually this this one i can because um i might as well because it's already been established well it's something i've done before um zombie date night two is is next so awesome. uh, I, the script is just finished um i will be sending that out when um probably after this kickstarter just to just to make sure <laughs> uh, financially it, it, it's 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 uh, it can be done if if not yeah. then uh, maybe a little bit maybe a few months but uh yeah zombie day night 2 is is next i'm very excited for that and then i'm writing another horror project i'm i'll tell you guys off off air but um yeah i have okay. i have stuff figured out um but after this kickstarter with with foulmouth that will be more i'll be deciding my next moves based around this cool because i'm like okay. right, i could i could test more things or or try i'm always going to try but yeah you no know, yeah. I, but um, yeah, that, that's what I'm working on, and just uh, right now, just collecting ideas, trying to follow muses, see where things go, and and uh, elaborate further. But um, I, I definitely think, though, you know, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for what's to come, and I have no idea. My comic journey, I keep telling people, it's a question mark. I have no idea where I'm going, yeah. what I'm yeah. doing, what's going to happen. But I'm excited for the ride. I'm just going to enjoy it. That's awesome, man. I like it. That's awesome. I like it. That's really great. All right. Well, Brian, you want, I think uh, that about uh, covers everything. You want to start taking us home here? Let's do it. All right, Tiger Cubs. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. Um, if you have any inspiring comic stories or stories of encouragement, anything along the lines of what we've been talking about today and want to want to share that with us, hit us up, Blue Tiger Revenge at Substack.com and uh give us a shout let us know what's going on what's happening and uh you know speaking of substack the home of blue tiger revenge is bluetigerrevenge.substack.com where you can find every episode of the show every page of operation blue you can subscribe for free to any time one of those new things happens you just get a nice little nice little inbox nice little uh I just lost my my train of thought. Uh, notification in your inbox showing that uh, something new from us is out. So uh, do that. Give us a share. Find us on social media at Blue Tiger Revenge on Instagram is probably our best one. It's really the kind of the only one that we use. So uh, so check that one out. Um, and then finally, uh, Steve Urena, man, thanks so much for coming on. Let uh, give it give the uh, give the Tiger Cubs that uh that hot fresh tiger milk on uh, your new kickstarter that's out right now all right everybody if you want a demon possessed superhero who gets her powers from cursing then get the fuck back to kickstarter and fucking back <laughs> foul mouth <laughs> i love it so foul mouth it's out on kickstarter right now go check it out we'll have a link in the show notes uh thanks for coming on man Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And again, I'll be positive and uh, pay it forward. I love that. All right. That's all I have, Tad. Do you have anything else? You know what? I do, but I'm just all out of tiger milk today. I'm exhausted. Uh, let's just, I got to go. I got to get out of here. All right. Well, if that's the case, what time is it? Hit the music. 